Good morning and welcome to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative coming to you this morning from the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce radio studio located on the lower level of our offices at 101 Pier Street in the heart of downtown Sioux City. So pleased that you've decided to spend part of your Saturday morning with us. Uh, it's getting to be that time of year, folks. Uh, great opportunity to get out there and uh, clean out those gutters and rake some of those leaves. Hopefully there's a chance to watch some college football later today. Uh, I certainly hope that that I will have the opportunity to do so. As we do each Saturday morning, we want to begin by thanking our producer, Mr. Justin Barker, and also saying thank you to our longtime program sponsor, Chris Bogenreef of NAI United. Uh, folks, it's a busy time of year, and uh, mark your calendars if you haven't already. Uh, the Tri-State Governors Conference with Governor Reynolds of Iowa, Governor Nome of South Dakota, and Governor Pillen of the great state of Nebraska just around the corner uh, scheduled for uh, this coming week. But our focus today, as it is each Saturday morning at this time, is on economic development. And I'm pleased to be joined by a first-time guest, the new chair of the Board of Directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, Mandy Graham, who serves as the Chief Operating Officer of Great West Casualty. Mandy, welcome to Gross Land. Hi, good morning, Chris. I can't believe it. I finally made it to the big time. <laughs> well, I, I don't know if this is the big time. Uh, the paychecks don't suggest that it is, but uh, we're thrilled to have you and great to see you bright and sunshiny on a, uh, on a Saturday morning. And we're going to talk a little bit about golf because you'd probably rather be on the golf course right now. But before we get there, as we do each uh, Grow Siouxland uh, Saturday morning, we introduce our guests to the listening audience, our family on KSEJ and Powell Broadcasting. I know you're not a native. Tell us a little bit about where you grew up. That's correct. I grew up just outside Boise, Idaho in the early 70s. Don't want to give away my age too much there on a small dairy farm. Now, that I did not know. I knew you I were did. from Idaho, but not. I didn't know you grew up on a dairy farm. Yep. We There's where the work ethic farm. comes from, isn't it? That's part of it, absolutely. And we had a really cool setup back then. My grandparents lived in one house, and all my cousins and my aunt and uncle lived right next door. So we had a very tight-knit family and all got to grow up together, which uh, was fun because I was an only child. So that gave uh, me a lot of people to be around. But with cousins and aunts and uncles yeah. on, the, on the family farm... Yeah lots of people running around. So were you one of those kids that had to get up and milk cows every morning? I did not. I was spared that, but I did a lot of other work around the place. So there were chores. It was There were chores absolutely. Rise and shine and get out and get stuff done and then and then off to school. Off to school. Okay. And tell us about school. So school was a great experience growing up. Uh, we lived quite a ways out of town and so we'd have to get driven in. The buses didn't go that far. And uh so is that like a 10-minute commute, a 20-minute, a half an hour? It was about a half an hour to get to school. To and from every day. To and from wow, every day. that's a lot for a little kid. Yeah. Now, the biggest treat was on the weekends, we would make one trip into town for Taco John's to get nachos, and all the cousins looked really forward to that. And you as well. I did as well. I still eat them today. Yeah, and Taco John's is still good all these years later. Potato Olay sound good on a Saturday, maybe they for sure lunch do. today. Yeah, nice little golf treat as well. But growing up was pretty traditional. You know, we uh, went to grade school, came home, rode our bikes on the canal, caught water snakes, played in the leaves. Okay, no, wait wait a minute. Traditional ride bikes on the canal. I'm not sure that our listening audience knows what that means. Well, we had... 
big irrigation canals that would run through the property. And so, okay. and we only had about 15 acres. So we would go have our adventures during the day, come home after dark. So these are dirt canals. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So dirt bikes and now did you do sports as well? I tried sports. Uh, I should be good at sports. You are good at sports, I'm, and we're going to talk about that later. Well, golf might be my saving grace, but being tall, you know, early on for my age and with what I guess is supposed to be an athletic build, my parents thought for sure I was going to be a superstar. But we tried all sorts Every of things. Every parent thinks their child is going to be a superstar. And try as I might. I went through a bout of tennis, found out I wasn't great at that, worked hard, but wasn't great at that. Tried basketball, sprained both ankles in the same game, and was out for the season. Later on, a quick stint with volleyball before I finally, as an adult, landed on something I was halfway good at, which is golf. I, now, I don't think you're halfway good at golf. You're really good at golf, and if memory serves, you are the defending club champion at the Dakota Dunes Country Club. The senior ladies club champion, correct. But I've, I've got a few under my belt, and... I just really enjoy being out there in nature and being with my friends, and it's something I really look forward to each week. You're listening to Grow Siouxland on KSEJ, 1360 AM, 94.9 FM, where our guest today is Mandy Graham. Mandy is the Chief Operating Officer at Great West Casualty. She is also, as of October 1st, the new chair of the Board of Directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. And Mandy, uh, we talked a little bit about your background and uh, your high school years. What came next? Well, I started going to school, to college, excuse me, right after high school. I took two weeks off, had my plan, and boom, I was hitting school again. That's not much of a break. Well, I was very driven. I wanted to be an attorney, Okay. as a matter of fact. And about a year in, darn it if I didn't fall in love and that changed the whole plan. So, love has a tendency to do that to know, folks. It sure does. Especially young, wide-eyed uh, teenagers. Yeah, exactly right. So about a year after that, I was blessed with my son, Max, and ended up going to the School of Hard Knocks instead. And earned a degree that served you very well. It has served me well, yes. Tell us about your transition um, into the insurance industry. Sure. Well, I really wanted a career that I could do my whole life, that a place that I could spend my time, feel good about what I was doing and giving back and helping people. And my mother had retired from Blue Cross of Idaho. She had worked there for, I think it was nearly 30 years. And she was proud of what she was able to accomplish in that time. And so I saw an ad in the local paper. This was back when they actually did that. I remember. And responded to Great West Casualty. All I knew was that it was an insurance company. I didn't know it had anything to do with trucking. And I applied. It was a rigorous process even back then. I think it took quite a bit of testing and three different interviews before I was finally able to secure a position. And I'll tell you what, Chris, I've shared this many times over the years, but the very first week I knew that was where I wanted to retire from. That was where I wanted to be. And when I found out that trucking was the specialty, in fact, it's the only thing Great West does, I loved it even more because I had spent a brief stint dispatching uh, for a trucking company there in Boise and really loved it, loved the drivers, became part of their family, they became part of mine, and also 
as a side note on the dairy farm when I was growing up, you know, my grandpa was my hero and he also drove milk trucks. So there were times he sat me in his lap and let me drive the milk truck with him. And those were fond memories for me. So it was kind of getting back to my roots at the same time. It was a good fit. And Great West seems to have a legacy of longtime employees. I think of your colleague, Jim Jensen, who also chaired the Chamber Board of Directors uh, a good dozen or 15 years ago, um, recently completed a 40-plus year career with the organization. And you started by applying to a classified ad in a newspaper, and decades later, you're the chief operating officer. Did you ever see your career trajectory going in in the way that it has? Well, I actually did, but it was naivete. It was not the grand plan that I had. Uh, I had quite a bit of fire as a youngster and was very driven. And everything I was challenged with at Great West and every position I had, you know, Jim and I share another thing in common, which is he started as the switchboard operator at night while he was going to college. And I started at the bottom rung of the ladder as well in the support department. And so over the years, each, you know, I wanted to run the company and that was my naivete speaking. But over the years, every job that I had, every position I had, I loved it even more and I felt like I could contribute even more to the point where I just finally realized when you get to the position where you're the most effective given your talents and given what you have to offer, Mandy, that's, that's the job for you. And I feel like I've found that. Well, we're happy to hear it, Mandy. In the minute that we have left before our commercial break, uh, tell us about your family today. My family is a great one. I've got a husband who supports me to the point where I can do everything I need to get done. And I think a lot of us understand that, that There is always a great support system that's behind us when we have to be on all the time and we spend many hours of every day doing something we love. So I've been blessed to have him by my side for over 25 years, the entirety of my Great West experience he's been with me. Together, we have three children. We have Max, we have James, and we have Kristen. And Between them, they've blessed us with seven grandchildren that all live in Idaho, and we love to get back and see them as often as we can. You're listening to Grow Siouxland on KSCJ, a Powell Broadcasting radio station, where our guest today is the brand new chair of the Board of Directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, Mandy Graham. Mandy succeeds Christy Vermol McManamy, who, as of September 30th, wrapped up her one-year-long tenure as the chair of our board of directors. Mandy just kicking off her term, and we'll be back with her after this short commercial break. Looking to buy, sell, or lease commercial property in Siouxland? One call is all you need. NAI United, the largest and highest producing commercial real estate firm in Siouxland. Speak with Bo Bronger, Nick Madsen, Aaron Rooney, Nate Connolly, or Chris Bogenreid. NAI United has the answers to your questions for commercial real estate in all corners of Siouxland. All NAI agents are licensed in Iowa, Nebraska, and South Dakota. Put NAI United to work for you today. Go to NAIUnited.com and learn more. NAI United, uniquely positioned to serve your needs. Welcome back to Grow Siouxland. Chris McGowan with the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce and the Siouxland Initiative. Coming to you from the 
the radio studio in the lower level of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. If you were with us during the first half of the program, you know that our guest today is Mandy Graham, the new chair of the board of directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce. Not only does she chair the 25-member board of directors, she also serves as the chair of the seven-member board for the Siouxland Chamber Foundation, the philanthropic arm of the Chamber of Commerce. Mandy, originally from Idaho, has been with us in the Siouxland Metro uh, for about seven years now as, as an executive with Great West. She serves as their chief operating officer. And Mandy, as, as we wrapped up the first half of the program, we were talking about, about your family a little bit. We haven't talked much about your role and responsibility at Great West, uh, but if you would take a moment and tell us what the chief operating officer has primary responsibility for uh, in that organization. Sure. Well, it ebbs and flows, but current state today is that I work with our five regional offices that are spread throughout the country as far as their objectives go. Also work with our owned agency, Joe Morton and Son, which is our namesake of our company and do a lot of work with corporate marketing and industry affairs on the national and state level. And I'm amazed that with the amount of responsibility that you have, that you still manage to find time to dedicate to this organization, which we are most grateful for. And that's not any different than any of your peers on the executive committee, a uh, little less so in terms of commitment for those who serve on the board of directors of the organization. Um, but why has the Siouxland Chamber caught your attention? Why has it become one of the many organizations that you and your peers at Great West have tended to share your time, energy, insight, and expertise? Well, a couple reasons, honestly, Chris. Number one would be I have served on a handful of boards over the years and been blessed to be able to do so. But when I became familiar with the Siouxland Chamber Board and how it was run and the people that were involved with it, given the opportunity, it certainly wasn't something I would ever say no to. It was truly a blessing and one that I jumped on right away. The other thing is that being such a large employer in the Siouxland area, I feel we have a responsibility to our community to take a leadership role any way that in any way that we can and help deliver that value to our families and our communities that depend on us. Well, I've certainly said it before. I believe that Great West is the largest white collar employer in the tri-state region. And with that does come some expectation of commitment back to community. Absolutely. It sure does. And we want to put our money where our mouth is and put our time where our mouth is as well. Well, and you certainly do so as one of the uh, leading supporters of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, also one of the leading investors in our economic development organization, the Siouxland Initiative. Uh, the executives that you lend to this organization to support the work that we do in the Siouxland Metro, uh, both at the Siouxland Initiative, where Jim Jensen continues to serve on the board of directors. Now with you serving as the chair of the board of directors of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce, you're leading by example. And for that, uh, our community is very grateful. That said, now that you are officially the chair, as of October 1st, you have a new role and a new responsibility. Tell us a little bit about your vision for the Siouxland Chamber organization under your leadership. Well, the vision actually came to life for me when we were preparing for our August Board of Directors retreat. 
And I thought about, I put a great deal of thought into what are the major challenges facing our community? And there are a few. But when I tried to refine that list, the one thing that I kept coming back to was mental health. And largely, it's in part due to what we've been through as a country over these last few years, but also having the scope of vision that I do within Great West, it's pretty clear to me that you know a lot of people are hurting right now in a lot of different ways. And COVID, as much as we don't like to talk about it anymore and wish it never happened, it really did a number on the human psyche, feeling like, feeling isolated, uh, anxiety, depression, all those things. And I feel like it's just a topic that we'd rather scoot under the rug and not address, but it's one that needs to be addressed. And so I decided to take on the hard topic of mental health for my platform this year. It is an incredibly important subject and one that is gaining a great deal of attention. And Mandy, I have learned in the wake of your decision that one of the priorities is to remove stigma from mental health. And that that is something that the chamber will be working on um, this coming year with you. I also want to touch upon the retreat because I think you sent a powerful message at the half-day board of directors retreat when you said, this needs more attention. And you brought in a couple of guest speakers for that retreat to specifically address mental health. Tell me about those speakers and why they were so important to your retreat. Yes, I think they really drove home what I was trying to put out to the board. We had two phenomenal local speakers visit with us that day, Linda Kalin from the Iowa Poison Control Center, as well as Amy Block from Catholic Charities. And they each took a little different direction with mental health. We talked about self-harm. We talked about addiction. We talked about the fact that this area in particular does not have the number and the quality of service from a mental health perspective that we really need to support our community. And I have to tell you, I was so pleasantly surprised at the end of the retreat when we asked for a group of volunteers to head up a committee so that we could provide some education and some support and resources to the community. Hands around the room just flew up, and that told me we were hitting a home run with this concept. Well, Mandy, uh, when you and I first discussed the mental health aspect becoming your focus as chair of the board of directors, you in some ways compared it to how cancer has touched every one of our families. Yes. And we're now reaching this point where mental health has touched all of us. And mental health is so broad and it it touches our families, our friends, our colleagues at work. And you were focused on our families and our colleagues at work and, and how it touches productivity. But I think it's also important to realize that we all struggle at times. And mental health is more than an occasional struggle or battling some anxiety or some depression. And as you said a moment ago, especially coming out of COVID, but it touches all of us. And we're, we're trying to, whether it's uh, helping our parents as, as they go into their later years with Alzheimer's or early onset of, of dementia or some of those other things, or young kids coming out of COVID and struggling after being uh, denied some of the normal school 
activities, proms and graduations and things like that, it literally touches every one of our families. There's not a one of us that could escape it. And that's why I think it's such a great message for you to deliver this year. And interestingly, it's in the wake of retired Green Beret Lieutenant Colonel Scott Mann's chamber keynote presentation, which also focused on, of all things coincidentally, the importance of mental health. And he talked about how he struggled with it and had to come to terms with being strong enough as a strong male Green Beret in the armed forces who's supposed to, as you say, rub a little dirt on it. You guys connected on this subject while he was in Sioux City. Yeah, I think, you know, what he had to say to us was just the exclamation point on the whole thing, which is having a mental health concern, issue, illness, it has nothing to do with weakness of a particular person. It affects all of us, and we're all susceptible to it. And I think one of the things that I learned from Scott as he talked about uh, the men and women who complete deployments serving overseas is that mental health can also be just a checkup. Like we go into our family physician for an annual checkup. It doesn't, mental health does not have to imply something negative. It can be, hey, we're trying to make sure that everything's okay. And these men and women transitioning back to a civilian world after years in the military have some real challenges and that we have an obligation as civilians and citizens and and brothers and sisters supporting them that mental health is a priority and that we don't just wait for them to speak up and say they have an issue. We need to be more proactive. I know that's your vision in the Siouxland business community as well. That's exactly right. We need to be proactive with this. We need to remove that stigma that you talked about and let's get this out in the open and get ahead of it and Give all of us the help that we need. Well, Mandy, it's something that I think uh, the community is going to embrace. We can all benefit from learning more about this. And as you said, it touches all of our families. And so we wish you well in the coming 12 months. Uh, We welcome your leadership and this leadership priority focused on mental health. We're grateful to Great West, your employer, for sharing you and your time. We also thank your husband and your family for sharing you with us as well. Thanks, Chris. We appreciate you being on Grow Siouxland, and thanks for listening. Our guest has been Mandy Graham, the incoming chair of the Siouxland Chamber of Commerce Board of Directors. She also serves as the chief operating officer of Great West Casualty, located in South Sioux City, Nebraska. We'll visit with Mandy more throughout the year, and we will look forward to visiting with you next Saturday morning on Grow Siouxland. Make it a great weekend.